Welcome to the Healing the City podcast. The following podcast is a ministry of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. If you wish to support the Healing the City podcast, you can go to the show notes, click support the show, and you can become a subscriber for three, five, or ten dollars a month. This will help offset the hosting costs and continue the ministry of Healing the City podcast. Also, if you wish to support the show, we really encourage you to rate us on Apple and Spotify and other places that podcasts are listened to, and give us a good review. Thanks. Welcome to the Healing the City podcast. My name is Pastor Eric Seepin, and I am one of the pastors at the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. And today I just wanted to offer you a little short meditation on Mark, or excuse me, on John chapter 5, verse 24. The context for this is uh, Jesus has healed a man near the pool of Bethesda, and then he's in a long dialogue about who he is with the Pharisees who are questioning uh, him about healing on the Sabbath and also allowing a man to carry his mat on the Sabbath. And in verse 24, He says this, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Uh, One of the things that I have said as I've talked about this is that in the Gospel of John, you have two very distinct themes uh, going on. One is that the state of people as Jesus engages them is death. And as you open up and read the Gospel of John, what you're to encounter as you read it is really uh, to answer, I guess the encounter is to answer the question of, am I living a life of death or am I living a life that is truly alive? Um, And I kind of usually try to use the picture of zombie versus animation, um, that if we are people without God, we are people who are zombies, Um, just moving, walking dead people, so to speak, with no rhyme or reason and driven by our impulses. Uh, And that this word life really is about animation. And the only way one is animated is if they have eternal life. And for me, um, the best picture I can kind of hold on to or what I had the idea that I hold on to and think about and meditate on when I think about eternal life has to do with holding the hand of the Father. God himself is the only one who is eternal and can give us eternal life. So when we have eternal life, we are holding on to the one who gives us that life. And so to me, eternal life, anytime I read that in the text, in the Gospel of John or other places, what I think about is a little girl or a little boy holding the hand of their father and the father holds tight to the hand of that child and sometimes the child holds the hand tightly and sometimes the child is trying to get out of it but once you are given eternal life then the father doesn't let go of your hand you have crossed over from death to life and i this word crossover it's a physical moving from one side to another. And I always imagine it as moving from one side of a river to the other side of a river. Uh, there is a distinct separation, sin, that, that keeps us from life. And Jesus' actions on the cross 
and in the empty tomb and the resurrection gives us the ability to cross over. But what I love about what Jesus says here, he opens up saying, you know, very truly I say, which really is just basically saying, hey, what I'm about to say matters so much that you need to stop and calm down your ADD brain and you need to really focus on what I'm about to tell you. And he says, if anyone hears, and, and that word is not a, just a, if you hear one time, it really indicates understanding, listening, and hearing. And it's a progressive thing. It's a thing that you keep doing over and over again. But if anyone hears my words, like the words that I speak, if anyone is listening to what I say about who I am, and I, I think what I love about this is, yes, hearing, and then the next part of it is believing in the one who sent me. These two things bring you into internal life and crossing over to, to, um, from death to life. But hearing and then believing, those two words are continuous words, and they indicate what it is to live a life of discipleship. Um, what it means to actually follow Jesus is that you become intent hearers, of the words you become intent listeners so you hear anytime that the, that god is speaking anytime jesus is speaking you are you are hearing it but then you are using your volition to listen meaning begin to follow the the conversation and begin to wrestle with it so you understand it so that's this this ongoing setting yourself in submission to jesus and what he is saying so that you can comprehend so that you can take it all in um and that you trust believe really is trust and have confidence so when he's saying you believe in the one who sent me you trust the one who sent jesus and you have confidence in the one who sent jesus so when jesus begins to say things like um if you honor me you honor the father when he says all judgment has been given to me from the father like that you're saying okay i trust god who has sent you and your words bring life. Your words bring eternal life and help me cross over. And I think the thing that we miss when we read this sometimes and we think about crossing over from death to life is, is the key word in the text says that there's no condemnation. Like we're not condemned or not judged, basically. The way it actually says judged um, in verse 24. Um, chapter 3 talks about no condemnation in John. But um, in verse 24... It says uh, that you will not be condemned. Oh, it actually is, yeah, in the NIV it says condemned. In other sections it says judged uh, in other translations. But anyway, like this idea, like, so when you live, live in death, you live under condemnation. Right? One of the key indicators that you are living either a life of death or in death itself is condemnation right? One, that is the key characteristic, um, is the constant condemnation because of your brokenness and your sin, right? And the ways that you have rebelled against God. And so when we talk about it, the village in particular, and the, for the whole purpose of this podcast, uh, when we talk about healing the city, uh, one person at a time, what it really is about is helping one another be hearers, listeners and understanders of the word of God and that in community we begin to develop a trust of the father the trust of God who sent the son like so the father who sent the son 
Like we trust him and we have confidence in him. Right? So this is, this is part of what healing is, is that judgment and condemnation erodes trust and distracts us, right? Jesus's words bring us into alignment with what is good, right, and true and allows us to live animated, free lives. Now, how does that work practically? Well, I think partly when it comes to listening and understanding and hearing and trusting and having confidence uh, in God, like that whole process of discipleship really involves a constant communal conversation about God and what God is doing. So the more that you and I are forced to really wrestle with what Jesus is doing through the spirit in our lives and in the lives of people around us, and the more that we say these things and the more that we speak them out, the more confidence we have in the one who sent Jesus. And when we have confidence in the one who sent Jesus, the words of Jesus begin to transform us through the spirit. I think there's there, you know, and, and I never claim to be a, an expert in, in neurobiology, but there is this idea um, in the way that our bodies work that when you and I head towards things that produce anxiety in our life, like maybe you're going to go speak somewhere in front of people or you're going to go visit the doctor or and you haven't been there in a long time or maybe um you're, you're going to have to have a hard conversation with your child or a hard conversation um, with your parents or, or a teacher or you're entering in to a test that's producing a lot of anxiety or you know you're going to be uh, at a party where there's going to be a lot of alcohol and you're not and you're not drinking and what and it produces like a high level of anxiety and your body goes into you know that fight or flight thing and then you produce a lot of cortisol when you produce a lot of cortisol you begin to forget the things you were supposed to say. You you lose the ability at times to make uh, good choices. But if you are to say, when you feel anxious about something, I'm excited to do this. And you tell other people, I'm excited to go talk to this person. I'm excited to go to the doctor. I'm excited to go to my friends, with my friends to this bar. I'm like really excited. Your body stops producing the cortisol. It, it, it has this disconnect and it will bring you out of your flight and fight and flight kind of stage. And you'll be able to actually think more clearly. I actually think this is a lot about how walking with Jesus works. There is, and I'm not saying fake it till you make it. What I'm saying is that as we begin to look at our life and what Jesus is doing and we begin to understand and comprehend his words we have to speak truth out loud to one another we have to proclaim what God is doing and the more that we do that our feelings and our body and our thinking come into line with who Jesus is and what Jesus wants from us and we bring and a healing comes to that now that may be confusing to you but Here's the, here's the practical application. The real simple one is if you want to live the life of an animated eternal life person who's crossed over from death to life, who has eternal life because you have heard and you have believed, and now you want to live that, then you're going to have to be a proclaimer of what Jesus is doing in your life, even if you feel like it's not happening.
And you need the other people to proclaim it in your life. And you need that over and over and over again, even in the midst of hard things. Now, I'm not saying that we brush over pain or we try to give reasons for suffering. No, but in our suffering and in our joy and in our pain, Jesus is moving and acting. And we as followers of him have to articulate that. We have to hear his words. We have to understand his words. We have to listen and we have to be people who proclaim the trustworthiness of the father and the words of the son to one another in order for healing to be in our community. Because if we are a people who are constantly speaking like zombies, even though we don't live in the zombie world anymore because we've crossed over, then we live as if we're zombies, even though we have eternal life, mindless and dead and anxious and depressed and um, constantly looking for the next bad thing to happen and interpreting it through a lens of Jesus is not active and doing things in this world. And Jesus is not calling us into deeper spaces with intimacy, with intimacy to him, with him. And he's not speaking to us and offering us revelation because, and so when we're in that mindset, it's very, very difficult to be people of healing, to be people of the cross, to be people of the empty tomb, to be people who follow as disciplined learners of Jesus. Thanks for listening to my thoughts today. I hope those are helpful and I hope that maybe they bring up some questions. Um, so if you have questions, you can email me at healingthecity at gmail.com. If you want to help our uh, little podcast, uh, you can like it on Apple and Spotify. And we would ask that you give us written reviews that helps bump us up in the whole uh, process of people finding our podcast and all that good stuff. So thank you for listening.